him a little bit today was uh, actually destined to this situation. We're going to talk about spiritual lessons from Brother Judas. What spiritual lessons today can we learn about Judas? First of all, people in rebellion against God prefer darkness to light because it's better to hide their sin. We're going to have to start walking with the Lord with more transparency. Maybe not transparency in front of you, but I'm going to have to walk in more transparency before the Lord. Guess what? You cannot hide darkness from the Lord. You cannot hide darkness from the Lord. You can hide it from the pastor. You can hide it from church people. You can, you know, husbands and wives who uh, end up cheating on each other, hide it for a while till eventually it comes out. And I'm just amazed at the, the psychology of the fact that the, the guilty party is always the one who turns and blames the innocent party for the darkness that they're doing. You ever notice that? And so, we cannot hide darkness, but you see, men love darkness. We love darkness because we like to hide our sin in that. John 3.19 says this, if I can get there. It says, and the judgment, now this is New Living, is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. You remember the first time you came to a, a Holy Ghost-filled church? You know, you can go to a lot of dead churches and hide in a dead church. Full, you can hide a full of sin in a dead church. Can I get a witness? You can hide in a dead church. You can hide your adultery, your fornication. I did say that, fornication, on purpose. I'm just seeing if you're just listening, couple. You're lying, you're thieving, you can hide that in a dead church. But listen, it, when you come to a, a church where the Holy Ghost is moving, it's real. And it, when I say it's real, it's not only real, it, it's on, okay? Because when you come in the door, suddenly you feel something. Sometimes you don't even have to get in the door. As soon as you get on the property, your guts start turning and voices in your head start screaming, warning, 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 turn around and leave. Anybody ever heard that? Leave. Don't go in that church. Don't go there. Those people, are, and the devil will use people in your life at your job to say, don't go to that church. They're crazy at that church. I know none of you heard that about this church. This church is an upstanding and outstanding reputation in the spirit realm. There have been people, some of you came to this church the first time and thought, what left the first time, thought we were nuts. Not mentioning any names. Just sitting in this section right back here. Got lots of people on their row. Small, young, skinny lad. Pink shirt on the end. I didn't mention any names. They left the first time. They said they're never going back. We were nice. We were excited to have them. 
We like having new people. But new people, I mean, if you're not used to this kind of church, it gets scary. Not only does it get scary, because, but the Holy Ghost is moving. And when the Holy Ghost is moving, man, and you got darkness, you're feeling uncomfortable. You're feeling really bad. Now, let me, let me say this, give the first-time guests and visitors a little break here. When old, old saints of God, when we do wrong through the week, when we walk in, we don't want to come up here and worship. You know, the last thing you want to do is get, give a testimony. You want to sit on the back row. You want to hide somewhere. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Vernie, I'm not saying that you're a sinner right now because you're in the back. That's basically your spot. Sister Teresa, now, you know, you can't get any further back. You're going to be in the other room if you, if, no, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that when you sin, you know, hey, listen, I'm telling you how I felt when I messed up during the week. And when I came to church, I felt like a cruddy buddy. I felt like trash. I felt like everybody knew the sin that I had did. And then, then they say, okay, let's worship the Lord. Somebody lift your hands and worship the Lord. You can't lift your hands because you've got cinder blocks. You've got concrete blocks on your hands. You can't. It's like, you like, and, and you just think, everybody, everybody knows what I did on Thursday night at the bowling alley, at the skating rink. You remember when the skating rink was a big thing? Huh? Friday night, you went to the skating rink. That's when you met your girlfriend at the skating rink. Amen. Come on now. You kids don't, you, you kids got your head stuck in phones. You don't even know what life is. We went to the skate. I told you I was going to try and make this good for you. We went to the skating rink, and we had a good time. We roller skated. We held hands with our girlfriend. Uh-huh. Come on now. And then we, then we you know, we played ice hockey or air hockey. Air, not ice, air hockey. You know, we don't, am I telling the truth? You know? And then, listen, if you had some, a problem with somebody of the, of the same gender that you were, we're going to have a fight at the skating rink Friday night. I'm taking Tim out Friday night. I'm not taking him out for a burger and fries. I'm taking him out. He's going down. Because I heard that Tim is liking my woman. Now, that's growing up in the 70s, right there. Now, you're, you're into apps. Apps. What is an app? The first time I heard about it, what is an, what's an app? How, how does an app work? All I know is, and Casey, I, went and tell, I, this, I had this revelation for Cody. Cody's always wanting to invent something. I wish to God he'd invent two big hit apps. and we, The whole world would be good around here. Two big apps. That's a, so I need to text him and say, Cody, develop a couple apps. I don't know what kind you're going to develop, but develop a couple apps. And so you come in on, after Thursday night, you come into church on Sunday morning, and the, the light, is just, it just seems like it's more intense. And so then the pastor or the preacher gets up to preach, and lo and behold, he does everything, describes everything you did, but does not call out your name. What is that called? That's called the light is shining on darkness. That is called what Jesus brought into the world. He brought light into the world. God came into the world, but the people love darkness more than light. All who do evil hate the light 
and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. Man, when you come into church and you got sin in your life, you don't want to, you don't want to go up there up front and worship beside the pastor. That's the last thing you want. You know, you got you got tendonitis, you got, you know, broken leg, you don't have any crutches, you know, but you got a broken leg. And so you don't want to get near the light. But those who do right, amen, or who do what is right, come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. When your heart is open, the light's good. When your heart is clean, the light is good. And so, you know, when you walk into a church where God is, there are churches where God ain't. I wish Pete was here today to tell you his story about when he went to the church where God wasn't. And he said, you know, the pastor preached a really good message. And right in the middle of it, he said, you know, I, I just said, amen. And he said, everybody in that church, just, their necks just spun around looked at me. He's like, oh. That happened again. He said, I don't, I don't think I'm supposed to be saying amen here. And then he said this. Pete got up. He said, I got ready to leave. And he said, as I walked out the door, he said, Lord, I don't, he said, nobody talked to me. Nobody thanked me for being here. And, and I, I, I like the way when somebody comes in here, four or five of you, you're like, you know, ambushing them, shaking their hand, hugging on them. We're glad you're here. You know, I, that's awesome. We need, people need to feel like they're welcome here. But Pete said, Lord, I don't feel like they want me here. And the Lord said, don't worry. They don't want me here either. So there you go. And so, you walk in, and the Spirit is moving, and the light is shining, and you, you don't want to hide anymore if you, if you don't have darkness in your life. You want to be in the light. You want that to happen in your life. The closer Judas came to the light, the darker the shadow he cast, first as a thief. So in general, he was just bad, but now it's getting down to the point where, okay, Judas is a thief. Now, I had to reference this in a couple different versions here because the King James wasn't really clear on it, but John chapter 12. Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, and the man he had raised from the dead. Remember John chapter 4? Was it John chapter 4? Oh, John 11, the shortest scripture in the Bible. Anybody know what it is? Jesus wept. Very good. You, oh, we got some scholars. Now, a dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary, now watch here. Here's where it starts. Then Mary took 12, a 12-ounce 12 jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, found in the village of Narnia. I don't know. I just added that. Nobody made it. You guys are just on the edge. That's spikenard, okay? Spikenard. It's a 